Welcome to At the Crossroads Church weekly podcast. Our hope is that you will grow in your walk with God and be blessed and encouraged in your daily lives as you listen. You can visit us at our website at atthecrossroads.ca. We just thank you that you are here, God, with us uh, as your people. And Lord, we just come this morning with an expectation, an expectation that you are going to come and meet with your people. You're going to touch the hearts of your people today. And God, that we get to touch your heart. Hallelujah. So God, just be blessed, be honored in all that happens here this morning in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said. Wow. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, children's story that Christine brought. That was awesome. And and uh, she kind of stole my thunder a little bit because... That is actually uh, what I want to come and bring this morning with you uh, is about David and about the story of, of David. You know, as we've just experienced, you know, we, we've just had a, I believe, a wonderful time in worship. And, you know, worship is powerful. It is so powerful. You know, as, we, as you come and as you just bring your heart before God, as you lift your song to him, it is just tremendous what it does uh, even in, in the spirit realm. And, you know, I tell you people, even in the day in which we are living right now, I see an enemy and I see the enemy's champion and I see him falling to the ground. And I hear with my ear, I hear uh, a shout from the camp of God. And I see the enemy dispersing and God's people going forth and, and bringing his life, bringing his salvation to mankind. And, you know, uh, I noticed this morning when um, Christine was doing the story, not too many people wanted to honk and be the Philistines. And that was probably a good thing. That's a good choice. You know, you want to be on God's side, right? <laughs> and I want to be on God's side. But, you know, it's important to realize, you know, when we think about that story about David and Goliath, you know, I mean, we all love a hero, right? We all love a hero. And David stepped forth as such a hero in that hour that the camp of the Israelites, and and not just the camp, but even their whole country that was behind them, uh, what that meant, you know, for them in that hour to have David step forth and to bring down this champion. Because once he brought down that champion, then... The rest of the Philistines, their hearts began to melt. They began to flee. And the rest of God's people, uh, you know, they began to pursue. Well, you know, that's what God wants us to do. Because you know what? The champion has been defeated. Satan has been defeated. Jesus, our David, our king, has defeated him and risen over death and over sin. Jesus has broken that power. And you and I today can live uh, with the opportunity of knowing that everything in life has been overcome. And all you and I have to do is just tap into that. All you and I have to do is come and ask because God is an abundant God. God will give freely to all those who call upon his name. And all you have to do is just be willing to surrender your life, to surrender where you're at, just just to give it up to him And let him be Lord of your life. Because I'm telling you, God just doesn't want to be your Savior. Jesus just doesn't want to be your Savior. He wants to be your Lord. And when he's your Lord, there's incredible freedom in that. You know, we all know the scripture verse 
that says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And part of what that means is where the spirit of the Lord is Lord, there is freedom. So if you want freedom, then you have to surrender to that. You have to surrender when God's moving on your life, when God's working your life, when he's stirring. And it doesn't matter what's before you. And we all face trials. We all face things at times that are just big for us. Like we all come to that place. You know, they're just overwhelming. They're overwhelming. They truly are like a Goliath uh, that is facing us in the moment. And, you know, David, as I say, he came forth as a hero uh, in that hour. But, you know, David came forth in that hour because of what he did before he got there. You know, David, as we heard, uh, he was tending his father's sheep. And while he's out there tending his father's sheep, he's got a little harp and he's playing and he's writing songs and he's just falling in love with the Lord. He's falling in love with the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and, and he's discovering who he is in, in intimacy. He's experiencing him intimately. I'm sure that David heard, you know, about uh, what happened with Noah and the flood and how, how he protected and provided a way for Noah uh, and his family to be saved in the, in the day and in the hour in which he lived. I'm sure he heard about Abraham and, and the blessings of Abraham and all that he did. He heard all those things, but it was in that place of worship. It was in that place where he came and, and just gave himself to his God, that he began to experience it intimately. And when you experience something intimately, it begins to come to you with power. And David got to the place. He goes, you know, this day, uh, he's, he's just showing up at the battlefront because he went to bring some supplies to his brothers. He really didn't even know probably before he was headed, when he was heading out, what was going to transpire that day. And you know, when you and I get up in the morning, we don't know what the day is going to look like. We have no idea what's going to come our way. But we can know this, as we heard with this story, that God is with us. If you've given your heart to Jesus Christ, he is with you. He is filling you uh, with his spirit. And if you're with us this morning, you're visiting, and, and you don't know Jesus, I just, I just want to invite you to just open your heart to him, to just let him have his way in your life. Because he's calling you today. He is for you. He is not against you. Amen. And so, you know, David, he's out there worshiping uh, while he's tending his father's sheep. So when he comes in and, and this day when Goliath is shouting, he's out on the front line there and saying, look, if somebody will come down and fight me and if they can win against me, then we will be your servants. You know, all the Philistines uh, we'll be your servants. We'll be your slaves. And so, of course, nobody else, everybody else was, was trembling in fear. But David came forth and, and with such boldness, with such courage, because of what was going on way back here in, when he's tending the sheep and meeting with God. And, you know, that's the same way it works with you and me. It's where we're out there in our workplace. It's where we're working through all that stuff you know, with, with uh, your family or your wife or raising your children, it's, it's while you're out there in, in the midst of all these things that God is there to impart to you 
those truths that are going to cause you to be a giant killer. I mean, I'm telling you, God wants you to know this morning, you are created to be a giant killer. And worship is what's going to get you there. Worship is what is going to give you that courage and that boldness to come forth and to defeat those giants. Um, we find here that uh, David, uh, as we heard there, that um, you know Goliath, you know Goliath despised David because he said, "What are you? What am I, a dog that you come at me with sticks and stones?" But David, he said, "You know, you you come at me with a javelin, you come with your spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of Hosts." And when David goes, when he's when he's going. Uh, towards Goliath, it said that he actually ran. If you read the text there, uh, David ran towards Goliath because that's how confident he was. And and when I say confident, um, I think it's important. And, and, and I'm learning this as I'm growing as a believer. It doesn't mean that there was no apprehension at all in David's life, but it just means that he had experienced God in his time with him, in his worship, in his prayer life. And so when he comes to face this giant, when he comes to go forward, he, he has out there and he's, he's pushing aside that apprehension. He's pushing aside those fears that want to rise up in his heart. And, and it's important for you and I to realize that. It's, it, it's important to realize that when you're facing something, that is too big. It's, it's not that there's not a fear there that, you know, it's just that you're not experiencing anything, but that you, you learn how you can push that aside and just keep your mind focused on God. You can just keep your mind focused and allow the spirit of God to direct you and to give you wisdom in the moment that you're finding yourself in. You know, Saul here, he was not only out uh, in the field with his father's sheep, but there came a point where he was recognized with the gifting that he had in his life. He was recognized as somebody who was a worshiper. And so Saul, King Saul at the time, who was reigning in Israel at the time, he, uh, he wasn't walking with the Lord. And so unfortunately, he was had a lot of these times where he would be troubled by an evil spirit. An evil spirit would come on his life and, and just bring depression on his life and, and just pull him down, would bring confusion to his life. And so they called on David when they realized him. They called David to come and play. And it said that when David would come and play and when he would worship, before Saul and in his presence, that the spirit, that evil spirit would lift and depart. It would depart from Saul. You know, that's how powerful worship is, is that it can actually cause evil spirits that are moving around, trying to affect you and me, trying to attach themselves to our, in our lives in so many different ways. It can cause those spirits to depart, it can break off their power, it can break off their ability to affect your mind and to affect those things that are, are trying to pressure you. And I remember one time when 
I was in my bedroom, and actually it was this house right here I was living in at the time, and this is even before Anita and I were married. And uh, I, I just, I was experiencing just a huge depression in my life, really struggling with it. And anyways, I, I just, uh, I was really, it was weighing on me and just affecting my mind and affecting the, the choices that I was trying to make at that time in my life. And I just felt it in such a, a strong and powerful way. And I just, in that moment, I, I just said, I said, devil, you are not going to sit on me. And I just began to worship. I just began, I didn't feel like worshiping, trust me. I did not feel like worshiping. But I just began to worship. And I just began to praise God. And I just began to lift up my hands. I began to dance in my room and, and just honor God for who he was in spite of what I was feeling in the moment. And you know, I could literally, I could literally feel this thing after about two or three minutes just lift off of me. It just began to lift off me. Amen. Hallelujah. Because they have to depart. When you surrender yourself to God, when you begin to let him, you know, fill you and, and, and control your life. When you allow the spirit of God to come into you instead of that evil spirit that's trying to uh, affect your life and influence you. When the spirit of God begins to come in and, and, and fill your life. That evil spirit has to depart. That evil spirit cannot continue to have its, its effect upon your life. And so I, I just see the reality. It's so real. You know, evil spirits are so real. And, and we see that in Jesus' ministry. Many, you know, he was healing people, touching people. But many times, too, he was casting out evil spirits, it says. And the scripture records that for us. Because he wants us to know that those things are real. And, and, and none of that's changed, you know. The enemy is still trying to do his thing. You know, the enemy's still trying to do his thing. But I'll tell you, again, that I see and I hear with my ear, you know, a shout rising up from the camp of God. I hear a praise coming forth. I hear, you know, and see the enemy fleeing. Because God's people are, are choosing to be worshipers. You know, in Acts chapter 17, verse 26, 27, you know, Paul, um, the apostle Paul there, he's at the time he's in Athens and he sees all these idols and everything uh, in the city and he begins to, to speak a word to them. And one of the things he says is, you know, that God has made from one man, from one blood, which we know was Adam, right? We go right back to Adam and Eve. Uh, every nation under the earth. And it says that he has pre-appointed their times and the boundaries of their dwellings. Now, probably uh, many of you have been feeling a lot more about those boundaries lately with everything that we've been experiencing, right? With the coronavirus and, and that sort of thing. And uh, we, we feel those boundaries kind of closing in, in a sense. But I want you to know there's, there's boundaries that are God's boundaries. There's boundaries that, that man tries to put on uh, in so many different ways. But, but God has boundaries. And, and God has pre-appointed your time. And God has pre-appointed the boundaries that he has for you. And that he wants you to walk forth in. What are you doing in your pre-appointed time? 
What are you doing in the boundaries that God has given you? I want to encourage you to be a man, a woman of prayer, a child of prayer. I want to encourage you to be a man, a woman, a, a child of praise and, and, and of worship. Because God is doing great things. There's people that God is bringing forth to pull those stones out of their sling and to fire it at the enemy. And no matter where you may be at, no matter where you may be at, you know, when, when, when you see that, when you experience that, when you come to that place, you realize, hey, that's, that's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm in. You know, if you're not the one to sling the stone, will you at least be the one who gives the shout after when you see that, that, when you realize that champion has fallen from the enemy's camp? That you will be the one who raises that shout. You'll be the one who raises your praise, you know, to heaven. Amen. And who, you know, just begins because that we have to pursue the enemy. David brought down in that day Goliath. But it was important that the rest of the camp, the rest of the Israelites went and pursued the enemy. And this is something that uh, amazing that God is going to do. In your day, in my day, you know, he is raising us up to be those people who who see and who raise that shout and who go forth against the enemy. Um, there's another time here um, that has just become very powerful to me in uh, Second Samuel. And verse 24 to 12 and 25. And I'll, look, I'll let you look that up when you get home. But there's a time when there was a plague that came upon the land in Israel. And there was an open door. There was a reason why, why that plague came. And, you know, sounds kind of similar, doesn't it? You know, we're, we're dealing with a coronavirus in, the, in this day in which we live. But, but this plague came. And, um, and actually David, King David, who was reigning at the time, Gad came to him. There's a prophet. His name was Gad. And he came and he brought the word of the Lord to David. And, uh, and David said, you know, choose, uh, or Gad had said to David, he said, choose this day. He said, shall there be seven years of famine in the land? Or shall there, I think it was three years of fleeing from your enemies? Or shall there be three days of plague in the land? And David said this. And I, I, this has become so powerful to me. This was his response. He said, I am in great distress. Are you feeling distressed? You know, you feel stress in your in your. In, in your day when you're facing different things and, and even in the day in which we're here. And David, he said, I am in great distress. And this was his choice. He said, let me fall into the hands of the Lord for his mercies are great. Verse 10, I think it was verse 10, verse 14 or 10, somewhere in there. Let me fall into the hands of the Lord for his mercies are great, but do not let me fall into the hands of man. You know, when you're not sure 
what your choice should be in something. I want you to come just like David, just in the midst of your distress. You're not sure, but you make that choice where you know, you just, you know, you may not see the whole picture. You may not know the whole thing. And none of us, none of us do. God sees the begin, the end from the beginning. He's the alpha and the omega. But just come and with the little that you know and, and just say, let me fall into the hand. I know God is saying this of me. I know God is asking this of me. So let me fall in the hands of the Lord for his mercies are great. But do not let me fall into the hands of man. Do not. I don't want to make a choice that is going to cause me to fall into the hands of man. And, you know, that's the choice that you and I need to make. You know, when we're feeling that stress and we're feeling that uh, coming against us. And so this, this plague has its time in the land, as we know, if you want to read there in 2 Samuel chapter 24. And there comes a point where, you know, as this plague has been moving and David um, he sees this. He sees this destroying angel, and so he comes and he comes to this uh, place where the angel is. And there's somebody there that owns uh, in this particular place. He owns this property, and so he comes to this guy and says, "Look, I want to buy this plot of ground, and I want to build a sacrifice. I want to make a sacrifice to the Lord." And uh, this man, uh, I think I'm saying his name right, Irana, uh, he says, look, I, I have oxen here. I have sheep and yoke. I said, you know, he says, take my sheep uh, or sorry, take my oxen and uh, you can use them for the sacrifice. Take the yoke. You can use them for, for the fire and, and um, I, I give it to you. And David says something to him, very interesting and very powerful for you and me. He says, no, he says, I will not offer to the Lord something which costs me nothing. But he says, I will pay you the proper price. I will pay you the right price for that. You know, for you and me, there's, there's a price to pay. When, when you're coming against the enemy, there's a price to pay to come into that intimacy with God. There's a price to pay to come in and, and worship, be a worshiper, and, and be a person of prayer. And that's going to cost you something. And David, so David pays the price, and he comes and he makes that offering to the Lord. And it says in the very last couple of verses there of 2 Samuel chapter 24, it says, and the plague was stopped. The plague was stopped. You know, when he offered that sacrifice, it's, it's like you and me. It's like when we offer our praise, when we offer our prayers, when we offer that worship, that is what stops the plague. And, you know, the very thing sometimes now we're, we're in the midst of this time where, um, you know, we, we may be discouraged to sing around other people or whatever, right? And, but that is the very thing that is going to stop the plague. That's the very thing. You know, it, it seems to make sense, right? That, you, for example, you wouldn't sing around people. In fact, it, it makes sense that you wouldn't sing at all. You know, when, when you're struggling with something, when, when you're discouraged and you're in great distress about something. And it seems to make sense in the natural. 
But you know, did it make sense that uh, Gideon with 300 men would come against an army of thousands? Did it make sense in the natural that you would march around a city for seven days to see the wall come down? You know, does it make sense? You know, and but that's the very thing that is going to bring that freedom in your life today. When you know that God is speaking to your heart, when you know that God is saying something to you and he desires you to surrender to that. And so in that moment, it's important that you just come and you just, you just come, as I say, with what you know. We're all at a different place in our walk. We're all at a different place in our relationship. But God's just asking you to just take what you know and stand on it and walk in it. You know, David, when he came against Goliath, you know, and, and before he got there, before he got uh, to that place where he was going out against Goliath, it said that Saul tried to, to fit him with his armor. You know, he put on the, all of his armor and the helmet and everything on, strapped the sword on him, and David's kind of like walking around like this. And he's, David says, you know, he says, I can't go on these. He says, I have not tested these. So what David do? He took what he tested. He went down to the stream and he grabbed five smooth stones out of the stream. And it said he put, in, he put them in his shepherd's pouch. You know, all you have to do is just take what you know in the moment that you're in and give it. All you have to do is take what you know and offer it to God. And God will just cause that thing to explode. God will just bring you to another place. God will bring you from faith to faith to faith. He'll just cause you to keep growing and keep going forth. Amen. So if you are in great distress, I just, I just want you to come, you know, with that, with that awesome thing that we learned from David because he knew how to make a right choice. And he said, you know, let me fall into the hands of the Lord for his mercies are great. His mercies are great, but do not let me fall into the hands of men. You know, praise God that we can come and just offer ourselves, just surrender ourselves to God. And again, if you haven't done that this morning, I just, I just want to encourage you to do that. If you want to, if you know somebody around you that knows the Lord, that knows Jesus, just go and talk to them and, and, and just come to that place and just offer yourself to him. And this morning, if, if you're struggling with something that's on your life, I, I just want to pray for you this morning. And I just, uh, I have a bit of a sense to call this out this morning. If, if you're here this morning and you have uh, something going on with your stomach, something with your digestive tract, I just, I just believe God wants to touch you uh, in that this morning. God wants to bring healing to you this morning. So if that's you this morning, you know, just, just lift up your hand to him. Just stretch it out to him because he just, he just wants to touch that this morning. He just wants to bring healing uh, into your body. Amen. So, Father, we just want to thank you today that you are God. And Lord, we just come. I just, I just pray right now for that one, Lord God, who's just coming and surrendering their life to you, just asking you to be their savior, 
asking you to be their Lord. And Lord, that you would just fill them, God, with your precious Holy Spirit that you purchased with your own blood, with your own life, the stripes, God, that you bore on your back to heal that person who's struggling, uh, Father God, and has struggled, Father, with this digestive system, God. And uh, we just speak to that. We command that it is going in Jesus' name and uh, that, God, freedom is coming to their life. We speak wholeness. We speak health, Father, to that stomach today in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we just thank you for the freedom that we have in you. Hallelujah. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our message. If you are in the Quinty West area, we would love to have you visit us on Sunday morning at 24 Dundas Street West, Trenton, Ontario. Check out our service times on our website at atthecrossroads.ca.